Hello, and welcome to another fabulous episode of Unstoppable Rise, a resource that helps motivated individuals press on towards the mark of self-actualization using a combination of old school wisdom and new brief tactics to help accomplish this end. My name is Sim. In this episode, we're going to be talking about procrastination. So last week, just last week, right, I sent out a email announcing the newest episode of the Unstoppable Rise audios of pragmatism. And if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to it because this episode is going to be calling back to that. And this episode is going to be referencing some of the things talked about in that one. And this episode is going to have more context if you listen to that one. But anyway, I sent an email out announcing that this episode was up. And at the end of the email, I said, what are the subtle and obvious ways that you are avoiding things in your life, that you're escaping things in your life. And I got a number of responses back uh, from that email. And by the way, if you're not signed up on the email list, head over to www.unstoppablerise.com to go ahead and join the fun. But after I sent out that email, I got a whole bunch of responses saying that one of the ways in which they escape life and reality is through procrastination. And I think that was very telling because to have so many responses come in saying that I procrastinate in various ways and that I use procrastination as a way to escape life means that there is some sort of disconnect between being pragmatic and pragmatism and being able to shuffle procrastination and put it in a corner. So you can be pragmatic. So this is what this episode is going to be talking about today. So I've written on procrastination before. There's an article up on the website. I'll link it in the resources on the notes. But I don't think that in that article and in anything I've really talked about, I really distilled the problem of procrastination the problems, I believe, of procrastinations. And to me, there are three main problems that happen when you procrastinate and when you push major or moderate size decisions into some ephemeral destination in the future that may or may not exist. And procrastination is unique because it's something that I think it's part of the human condition, but at the same time, it's not something you can easily put a spotlight on and fix. I believe it is one of the dysfunctions of the human ego, the human conscious mind, and it's something that takes some self-awareness and understanding to correct. And the more understanding you have about why you procrastinate and what motivates you and what drives you it will enable you to shine the spotlight of self-awareness more accurately on procrastination. But again, like I said before, I haven't, I've talked about why procrastination happens. Uh, Touching on that, humans want to move away from pain and towards pleasure, but humans will do anything to get away from pain and they will do anything in their power to make sure they're not feeling pain so they'll put up all sorts of stopgap measures to prevent them from feeling pain, from feeling pain, even though they may not experience pleasure 
So that is part of what procrastination serves. That's part of something that is passed on to us evolutionarily and culturally. We all just feel that we'll be young forever. We feel like we're going to have a million tomorrows, but that's obviously not true. So overcoming both of these barriers requires self-awareness and requires some thought on how you're going to press towards action. So like I said in the last episode, being pragmatic is all about making effective decisions and all of life is about making effective decisions. The better decisions you make, the better your life will be. It's not rocket science. And procrastination is effectively delaying decision-making to, again, some ephemeral future that may or may not exist and purposely not facing whatever issue or problem because procrastination usually relates to issues and problems because you're not going to procrastinate on something you want to do, right? So procrastination is pushing these decisions into the future and not making a decision on them. But the fact of the matter is no decision is still a decision. And even if you make no decision, that's still something that you're choosing yes or no in the moment. And just because you don't make a decision doesn't mean you're doesn't mean that you're safe overall. In the moment, you are safe. Like I said before, you are safe in the moment. But again, decisions compound over time. And if you don't make an effective decision now and don't make um, the right decision or even a decision period, then you're not going to solve that problem or reap the fruits of action. Because <clears throat> a life of inaction and a life of lethargy and stagnation is what will make you live with lots of regrets in the in the short and long term. So for myself, procrastination is something I still struggle with to a lesser degree. I used to struggle with it um, quite a bit, like I think everyone has in the past. And I've already detailed my experiences with procrastinating on something that you feel like you need to do. So I've already talked about that in the cost of inaction, and I'll link the link to that episode in the resources. But to go ahead and just dive into the point here, the three problems with procrastination. The first one is procrastination really, um, it really erodes your self-esteem and your self-worth because self-esteem, self-worth, all of these things we like, positive qualities are only developed in the give and take of human interactions and striving. And when you don't strive, when you don't make a decision, again, you're safe in your comfort zone. But again, your comfort zone, when you don't push against your comfort zone, it becomes smaller and smaller. Think of your comfort zone and what you feel comfortable with as the walls of a rapidly closing in room. If you don't push against those walls, and if you don't apply some effort to push against those walls, then you'll be closed in and you'll be suffocated. And that's what many people today are like, because they're not advancing and pushing against the walls of their comfort zone. So they feel suffocated, and they feel helpless, and they live end up living lives of quiet desperation. 
So your comfort zone shrinks and your comfort zone becomes a dead zone because that's where you're trapped. And life outside your comfort zone is inherently dangerous. It's inherently unsafe because you're advancing past the limits of the perimeter. But I'll also say this. When you think about humanity as a whole, when you think about us as a species, think about our species as occupying one little area of the globe. If our ancestors didn't venture out of that little area, there would be no such thing as the world as we know it right now. We would just be very little tribe of small amount. But now human beings have globalized everywhere and explored every corner of the earth because there have been people who wanted to go outside their comfort zone and venture outside of the perimeter physically uh, and metaphorically. So that's one aspect of the problem of procrastination is that it lowers your self-esteem, self-worth, and self-confidence because you aren't effective. Speaking of efficacy, the second problem of procrastination is that it makes you more make you makes you less effective in the world, lowers your self-efficacy. And self-efficacy is pretty much defined as your ability to get tasks done in some orderly manner. And this can relate to any quote-unquote task. A task can be anything from kicking a soccer ball to fixing something in your home or your house that's broken or even asking for a raise or asking for what you want. So self-efficacy, you can think of it as your the way you attack the world, the way you express yourself in the world. Think of self-efficacy as a sharp knife, very sharp machete that you're using to cut through the jungle of life. And obviously the sharper this knife is, the sharper this blade is, the more you're able going to be able to slice through life and pierce through life. But this machete, this blade grows dull from underuse and it grows dull when you don't sharpen it and it also grows dull when you avoid and escape the problems that sharpen you into the man and the person you're meant to be so when you avoid and escape things when you procrastinate when you don't do hard things your self-efficacy drops and the only way to sharpen your self-efficacy is to go out and do things which would inherently be anti-procrastination so that is again pragmatism so that's the second problem of procrastination your self self-efficacy and that is also related to your self-esteem and self-confidence that drops as well the third and final problem i see of being very encompassing of everything that's related to procrastination and just everything in life in general procrastination when you do it over and over and over and over again it becomes a habit it becomes something that you rely on when things get tough and like i said in the last audio blog that your the more you escape the more you run from life the weaker your emotional foundation becomes and the weaker you become overall as a person because you're just not able to handle problems and just make decisions and be decisive, which you need because, I mean, this is your life. This is your only one life. And if you keep delaying decisions, you're not living life, right? You're just letting it pass by. 
So when procrastination becomes a habit, you become somebody who is not reliable, someone who cannot be trusted, and someone who, quite honestly, people aren't going to want to reach out to. Because people will always know you in the back of your head as, oh, this person is a flake, or this person is a bullshitter, or this person just can't be trusted to get me what I need or get me a result. And as social animals, as social creatures, as social beings, being cast out like that is detrimental to your survival. We live in an independent Western society, but our roots are very communal and we're still very social. So if you have people that are constantly knowing you as that guy or that person who just can't be relied upon to produce results, then you are going to establish a bad reputation and your reputation follows you everywhere because people talk, especially in closed communities like let's say a college or a small college or a small town or anywhere just in general. People just talk. So you may be able to get away with something like this being unreliable and flaky in a city, big city like New York or L.A. or Tokyo or Frankfurt or anything like that. But when it comes to your social circle and your intimate group of friends and the people you know have loose ties with, you'll just be known as that guy who's just, oh, here comes um, Aaron or here comes John, you know, the flake. But obviously, they're not going to say this to you. But you know it. They know it. Everyone knows it. And you're just known as being that guy. So probably I'll close it off here. I know someone who is a pretty bright individual. And they're not stupid by any measure of anything. But for some reason, they just can't apply themselves. And they just have a tendency to be very flaky and very they just can't be trusted to do things that's why I brought up that example so this person can't be trusted to do things and when they with some people when they say my word is my bond and when they say they're going to do something you know they'll do it but for this person procrastination and just putting things off and just delaying stuff and just not keeping their word is a way of life for them so I've largely avoided this person. I cannot um, be in total non-contact with them because they are um, someone who is relatively close to me. But they, just in general, they just can't be trusted. And I remember I said this to, um, I remember I said this to somebody a couple years ago about this person. I just said, you know, um, I'm not going to be surprised if they don't do a certain this certain thing because they can't be trusted and I don't trust them. That premonition ended up becoming more true and more true as the days, weeks, months, and years went on and we saw this person for who they are and they're just someone who is given a pass by the people who know them because they're just like, oh, that's just so-and-so and they're just doing that. And, you know, that's just them. They're just being free and lax and all this stuff. But uh, it is a very detrimental 
character trait to just know that if this person says they're going to call you or this person says I'm going to show up to your house, you'll be like, okay, when pigs fly. And of course, when they don't do it, if you made a bet with someone saying, I'll bet you $50 or $100 or $200 that this person won't show up on this day that they said they're going to show up, then you'll win that bet. <laughs> That's better than playing the lottery because you know deep down that this person procrastinates on a lot of things and obviously they're not they're just not dependable. They're just not reliable. So that is a major, major downside to procrastination that it just becomes a habit and a habit. Obviously, anything you do once, you will do again. You have a greater chance of doing it again. So once you make a choice, it makes it easier to be for it to become a habit. And when it's a habit, it's only a matter of time because before it becomes a lifestyle. And then once it's a lifestyle, it's only a matter of time till it becomes part of your self-image and you say, this is who I am. So that's it for this one. Again, notes will be in the resources below. I didn't want to make this one too long. I just want to address some of the problems of procrastination. And I think the solution to procrastination just in general is just getting on with it and just doing the things you know you need to do and just pushing past any fear you may have because that's where procrastination comes from, fear. Just projecting false evidence appearing real, <laughs> fear, into the future, right? So you're projecting this and you don't want to face the reality of what may happen. But sometimes, most of the times, many of the things we fear don't happen. And many of the things that uh, we want to happen um happen in different ways than we expect because no one can predict the future. So you're better off getting on with it and you're better off just doing the thing you need to do because it will need to be done eventually. And it's only going to be done when you're older, when you have <laughs> less willpower, less reserves, something you should have done months, years ago. Uh, you could have done you're doing now or you're doing you're, you're going to be doing in the future so you might as well just get on with it because like i said the time is going to pass anyway a year five years ten years is going to pass anyway the question only question will remain what did you do with that time did you use it constructively or did you use it just kicking the can down the road so how are you going to answer that question are you going to answer it in a constructive way or are you going to answer it in a evasive way and doing more escapism what do you choose after all the saying, there's no time like the present because the present moment is the only moment we have and there's no better time to start than now. So until next time, I'll catch you later. And of course, stay pragmatic. Take care.